Hey everybody, it is Jerry, your host here on The Years of Americans, and before we get to my conversation with the founders of the Asian Hustle Network, I want to highlight today's Asian American business. Actually, today it's a movement. So there are two movements going on right now in social media. One is hashtag wash the hate. The other one is hashtag hate is a virus. So wash the hate is an amazing uh, PR movement involving some of our, our favorite ath- actors and, and celebrities who are encouraging us to wash the hate literally and figuratively by washing our hands for 20 seconds. You can participate by posting a video of yourself washing your hand for 20 seconds on Instagram, on Twitter, using the hashtag wash the hate, and you might get featured on the Instagram account. Hate is a Virus is a movement started by Brian and Maggie of Asian Hustle Network and Tammy of Better Brave as well as our friends from Uprisers. And again, it is just reminding people that hate is the actual virus. Um, It is an anti-racism movement, uh, anti-hateful speech. So tag your videos with hate is a hashtag hate is a virus. And you also might get featured on the Instagram page. So as you're browsing through and and you're seeing all these posts, um, engage with them. It's hashtag watch the hate and hashtag hate is a virus. Now here's my conversation with Maggie and Brian of the Asian Hustle Network. Welcome everybody to another helper series of the Year Asian Americans. Uh, I am your host, Jerry Wan, um, reporting to you from Los Angeles. Hope everybody is doing well, uh, staying inside, staying safely. Um, we are going through some interesting unprecedented, unprecedented times. Um, and in the face of uh, you know, dealing with things that we've never done before or we've never seen before, um, a lot of us are doing things together collectively that we've never done before. So uh, wherever you may be watching this from or where you're listening to this, um, you know, through the podcast, uh, thank you. And I hope you're staying safely. Um, today is a special interview for me. Um, and it's a bit of a different interview. Uh, first time we are interviewing two founders of an organization together. Um, and you may actually not recognize their faces, but I am pretty sure you have heard of their impact and the group that they created, which is the Asian Hustle Network. So I am so excited to host uh, Brian and Maggie here. Um, and you may be watching this video or have found, about, found out about the Asian Americans through the Asian Hustle Network. Um, it has been a place of uh, you know, celebration, support, and inspiration, which are the three keys of this show. And I think there's so much synergy that's going on in the world right now. Um, so I wanted to have them on the show to show my appreciation for the community that they've created and, and so many of us have uh, benefited from. Um, but, you know, we don't really know where uh, they come from or what their story is. Um, so well, let's start with that. Um, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, I can't wait to have fun today. So I'll let Maggie start her story first as ladies first. <laughs> yeah, of course. So my name is Maggie Chu. I am born and raised in San Francisco, California, and now I live in Oakland. Um, So a little bit about myself, I come from a finance background. Um, So when I grew up, you know, I'm really close to my family, my mom and dad. And like during college time, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I didn't even know what what to major in really. Um, But obviously growing up in an Asian household, my mom and dad, they wanted me to like major in something that was like safe, right? So it's like, either accounting or like finance or something to do with numbers and math, right? So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll major in finance. Um, and so now I work in finance, I work in tech. 
Um, but now we're trying to like shift to, I'm trying to shift to like a more entrepreneurial state. And so, you know, like Jerry said, we started um, Asian Hustle Network and we've been focusing that on the last, in the last four months. Um, so that's pretty much like been taking up like 90% of my time. And I'm trying to learn, you know, the ropes of like transitioning to a nine to five and focusing more on like focusing on Asian Hustle Network and really making a difference for the whole community. Yeah, so myself, I'm Brian Pham. I grew up in San Gabriel in LA, a suburb in LA. So when I was growing up, it was relatively safe. I was, I was living in a bubble, bubble pretty much, where you know everyone did the same things. We all had all the same aspirations. So in the area that I grew up is very modest because everyone that I grew up with, their parents immigrated from different country, their first generation, or their parents escaped the Vietnam War. So we had a lot of that in common. Um, it wasn't until I went to college that I went, went to college in Irvine that my mind started to expand because what I thought was possible before, I, what it became, what I thought was impossible before became more possible as I was meeting more people of different backgrounds. And it really opened up my mind to how the world really works and how money really works. Um, Prior to that, I thought like a normal life would be living in a two-bedroom, two-bath house with five brothers and sisters with your parents sharing like having like a bedroom with like five bunk beds in there because we didn't know any better. You know, we thought that was just the way of life. And going to college and meeting all these people that come from really wealthy families made me curious to see how money works. Um, unfortunately, at, when I was going to college, the economy wasn't doing too bad after the 08 crash. So originally when I started college, I was a econ slash political science major. And I realized towards the end of my second year that I needed to major in something a little bit more lucrative. Um, so I was looking, I literally was looking at the top 10 jobs in America that doesn't require grad school. And one of them was software engineering. So I picked up computer science, graduated in a year and a half, um, and then just got myself as, became a software engineer. Um, and then I was really curious still about how money works and everything. So I started reading a lot of books in 401k. I started looking at how the stock market works. I started looking at different side hustles and keep in mind that when I was doing this, I was about 21, 22 and I was just wanting to experiment stuff. Um, so I worked a couple of years in corporate and I realized that that's, it, it, it sucks. Like it made me wonder about <laughs> what I want to do in my life. Like, I wonder, there's a lot of times after work where we went, I went to happy hour with my coworkers and I wonder if this is all there is to life, you know, is this just work and, you know, drinking your buddies and, you know, I felt so purposeless and it made me feel really uncomfortable. It wasn't until five years ago that I moved up to the Bay Area to be a software engineer. And when I moved up here, I was a little naive to how much the cost of living was up here. Um, you know, I made software engineering money but i was living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck <laughs> literally and i couldn't imagine myself not having roommates even though i was making a lot more money money than i was in la so i started so my roommate at the time got me into real estate so we started so we started doing real estate together and i realized that i have a huge passion for it i love everything about it um, i love meeting the people understanding the process and it really led to me developing my eq a lot that I can talk to a lot of people, you know, as you know, the stereotype, stereotype of engineers is like, you're awkward, you're antisocial. It's all true. I, I was just like that. <laughs> you know? um, 
So that taught me a lot about EQ because I was reading stuff about EQ from a textbook. I am literally textbook EQ. Like the way I solve my problems when the Asian Hustle Network or in life, it's, it's textbook because I have virtually no EQ before that. <laughs> so I had to learn it. It's a skill that I acquired. Um, and then I started doing really well in real estate that you know, it, got me, it got me to leave my job two years ago. And then I became a software engineer again a year ago. So <laughs> I went back and forth because I was trying to find what made me happy. And that kind of led me building a, a community in the Bay Area in which I created a real estate meetup that gained up to a thousand members in about a year. And I was thinking to myself that if I could bring together a community of people of different age and ethnic backgrounds to work together, I want to apply it to the Asian community. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what the, what the idea was. You know, we talked about this for like a couple of months. And I, I kept talking to Maggie over dinner. She's like, I was like, Hey babe, like I want to, I want to, cre- I want to create a bigger impact. And she's like, you should do it. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> what is this impact? You know? And it wasn't until we uh, went to Japan around April of 2019 last year that we really got the inspiration for this group. So, so we went to Tokyo and we were walking around the Meiji shrine and around the shrine, we saw a lot of tablets on the wall that people were writing their stories from all over the world. And to our surprise, like Maggie and I spent two to three hours at the shrine, like reading everyone's story. And that really left a strong impact and impression of how we wanted to create our future community. So when we got back to America, we got invited to Facebook groups, Subtle Asian Traits. Um, but to us, that was just, you know, a memes group. We didn't really, really think much of it. But it wasn't until leading up to us creating Asian Hustle Network that, you know, around September, October, that people started inviting me to their communities. So I started to realize, wait, there are Facebook communities out there that we can leverage. Um, but the whole idea of creating this Facebook group was very scary to us. Uh, we are quite private people that... We're scared to put ourselves forward like that, you know? It took a lot of mental preparation to get in place. And all our fears are validated. As soon as you created this group, people are liking our pictures from six, seven years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> really digging deep, you know? Um, but once we realized that we had nothing to hide, we had a bigger vision that we wanted to accomplish. It wasn't that scary anymore. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our story, our background, how we got to, to where we were today. Thank you. And let's go back to you, Maggie. So I... The, the group's only been around for four months, maybe. Um, yeah, and yep, and uh, the membership just crossed the 40,000 uh, member mark. Um, as with groups, it, it grows not linearly, but exponentially. So um, we, we expected to see it grow. And um, you've had a number of in-person meet uh, events. Um, and, you know, though you've had to pivot a little bit of, of late, uh, given all that's going on. But um, what was your initial vision of creating the group? What was your purpose? Um, let's start with that. Yeah. So we talk about this story a lot, actually. And it's a really funny story. Um, You know, we can go back to back in November. And Brian and I actually went to this real estate conference. And the real estate conference had a panel of speakers, you know, and these speakers were making about 100 million to 200 million a year. And these group of people, I believe they own a majority of the land in the East Bay, right? So they're giving their speeches, they're giving their, their stories, their experiences. But we realized that none of them were Asian. And we felt like that was a consistent theme, the more and more events and conferences that we went to. And if they were Asian, you know, usually they don't talk much or 
if we look at the attendance, there's not a lot of Asians who attend. And we thought about it and we're like, why is this such a consistent theme? You know, and we look back to like community-based organizations or community-based events. There are the lowest, there's the lowest in attendance for Asians. And why is that? You know, and if we go back to our grassroots, we think about it. A lot of us are conditionally and culturally ingrained to believe that we don't have a voice or we need to keep to ourselves, right? And a lot of that goes back to how our parents raised us. And our parents taught us, you know, we just have to, you know, stick with our own people. Don't, you know, say anything to your executives. If you have something to say, like, just keep everything to yourself, you know. But it really goes back to, you know, our parents immigrating here. And a lot of them came from times of war. So they feel like we can't get the support that we want or we need if we were looking for it, right? We just have to figure out a way to do it on our own. But now it's like we're living in a different generation and we're living in a different era. And I feel like there's no reason to think that way, you know? And so we were trying to you know, just tackle that mental barrier and create a, a mentality where we can all help each other succeed. And so coming back from that conference, Brian and I got back home and we were like, you know what? We need to look up a, a platform or, or an online community where we can just share something about our our dreams and our goals, you know, our businesses, you know, our, our aspirations that we want to achieve, but we couldn't find anything. And like Brian said, there's subtle Asian traits and that's racked up to 1.6 million, which is 1.7 million, which is super impressive, you know, and those are, I think that's like one of the Facebook groups that I find very impressive where all of these Asians, not only Asian Americans, but Asians from all over the world can link up together, right? But that was more for like memes, comedy, mm -hmm. humor, and it wasn't more of, of like sharing your businesses with each other where we can all support each other, right? And once we figured out, okay, there's nothing online that we could find, we were like, okay, why don't we just create a Facebook group, right? Because we, we realized that Facebook groups have a lot of power, have a lot of, you know, impact. So we created one and we- Watch it blow up. Yeah. That's, that's just the way, yeah. Yeah, we, we created it on November 8th and we initially just invited our friends, our inner circle, so it was less than 100 people. Yeah. We didn't think anything of it, right? We knew that it could have a great impact, but we didn't know how fast it would grow. And so we kind of left it alone for the next couple of hours. We were like, we gotta go to the gym. We went to the gym. You know, we started working out and then we started checking our Facebook. We started growing like crazy. And I didn't have a single post in there yet. Yeah. Like zero wow. posts. Yeah. And yeah. so it kind of became a snowball effect, right? Yeah. Because people automatically resonated with the name of it, Asian Hustle Network. You know, we got a lot of people coming to us and voicing their opinions like, oh, why would you, why would you, you know, only, tar only direct it to Asians? Maybe you should take out the word Asian, you know? But we didn't feel like that was necessary because it's not like we're blocking out people who aren't Asian. We actually welcome everyone and anyone. But it's just the fact that we have a mission, you know, and we have to make that mission very specific, you know, and that's how people are able to resonate with it. That's how people are able to connect with it. And also, you know, Brian and I talk about this all the time, but people also resonate with the word hustle, you know, mm -hmm. and Tell, tell them the story about the word hustle. Yeah, the story behind the word hustle. <laughs> Brian loves the word hustle. He uses it all the time. You know, he prior to creating Asian Hustle Network, prior, prior. <laughs> <laughs> he considers himself a hustler. You know, but there's also 
a kind of like a weird connotation to the word hustler, sure. as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing I thought. So I was like, do you think people would have a, a weird impression of the word hustler? She didn't like the word hustler. <laughs> it, was, it was almost Asian work hard network. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> work. Work hard, keep your head down. Don't, don't talk back to your boss network. <laughs> Brian was like, no, it's going to be okay. You know, everyone's going to love the word hustle. So we decided to name it Asian Hustle Network. No, Um, no. The previous name was Asian Hustle. Oh, yeah. Just Asian uh, Hustle. Asian Asian Hustle. hustle. And we did some market research, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, who else used the word Asian Hustle? And we found a lot of inappropriate websites. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, check out this Asian Hustler. (laughs) Yeah. That's... We realized we needed one more word, so we added the word network. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that same night, it just grew and grew and grew, and in the first couple of weeks, I believe the first week or two, we got to five thousand members. Wow. It, it it was so surreal. Mm-hmm. Like we were not mentally prepared for it at all, and we couldn't stop ourselves from checking our phones. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's growing so fast. And mm-hmm. the whole time I was eating dinner at Maggie and she's like, babe, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, we, we saw it grow so quickly. So quickly we put in put into place all the structure. Right. Immediately, we immediately got trademarked because we knew that it was going to grow too fast. At the time, I think we had about maybe like 500 members. We, de- we decided to add 25 moderators. Right. And everyone asked me, Brian, why are you adding so many moderators right now? Is that a great idea? I told them, dude, we're going to get to 1 million. I already mm-hmm. said that at the 500, 500 member mark. I said, we're going to get to 1 million, so we need the structures in place to be prepared for it. Right. So thank God we have 25 moderators who were with us since the very beginning. So as our group has evolved, they understand the culture and the right. vision that we're looking towards. In turn, it minimizes the work we're doing right now. Can you imagine onboarding new moderators right now that don't quite understand where we came right. from, right? They're going to approve posts that are against our vision. Sure. And slowly, our culture is going to be eroded. And so, yeah, you, you guys covered a lot of the questions that I had, which I think, you know, stemmed from you are one of the preeminent and one of the fastest growing communities, digital communities for Asian and Asian Americans. Um, not even just the people who hustle from an entrepreneurial perspective, but we see a lot of posts from people who have jobs or you know, our students in, in transition. Um, and so I was always curious what you guys thought was the opportunity, right? Because you guys weren't the, you guys were not the first nor the last Asian Facebook group or any sort of community. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the right branding with the right community model. And, you know, like you said, Brian, you, you put into a lot of structures that helped it grow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think when people generally think about Facebook groups or communities, it's, it's not taken as as seriously as, as you guys are taking it. Um, obviously, if um, members have been to your events and have seen videos of the events, um, it, it's quite impressive, right? And it's not because, you know, two people just decided, hey, we want to start connecting people and, you know, it takes five minutes to build a Facebook group. So um, that, that's been super impressive. Um, and, and so I want to ask you guys, obviously, the expectation to go to 40,000 members in, you know, uh, four months, not maybe expect it. I don't know. Um, you, you have lofty you know, expectations and dreams. Um, how has the group evolved? Because in, in a room, in a 40,000 person room, which is, you know, about twice the size of a basketball arena, um, it's, it's hard to 
I don't want to say control, but um, you can't control the conversation anymore. Definitely. Um, I can speak to that. So, you know, when we first started, obviously we wanted to set boundaries and we wanted to set standards in place so that we can create this culture of the group, right? And a lot of people, when they first got the invitation to Asian Hustle Network, a lot of them actually came to us and said like, oh yeah, to be honest, when I first saw it in my notifications, they're like, oh, another Asian group, like, what is this going to be about? You know, a lot of people didn't have high expectations of it. And which is understandable, you know, there's many, many different groups out there on Facebook and even on the online platform, obviously. But every group has a different purpose. Every group has a different mission, right? And when these people began joining the group, we wanted to make sure that every person felt welcomed, you know? So Brian and I kind of set the standard. Everyone started posting stories of themselves because we started posting stories of our backgrounds, you know, our parents, how they immigrated here, what they had to sacrifice to give up, you know, a, a better life for their children, for us. Um, and when people hear about this, they want to share their story as well. It was right? quite scary for us, by the way, sharing our yeah. personal story. Right. Yeah, definitely. Because we set the culture, we set the trend. Right. And I have to give major props to everyone that posted their story right now, especially at 41,000 people. Yeah. When I posted my story to 50 people, I couldn't <laughs> <see that. laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost un yeah. unknown. So, um, so let, let's talk, I think, about uh, today, this week, the last 10 days, um, the amount of just love and support um, through the network to uh, the statistics say 15% of Americans work in the service industry. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't have the numbers, but I think we can all, you know, mm -hmm. confidently guess that within our community, that number is much higher, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking restaurants, dry cleaners, liquor stores, nail salons, right. all these businesses that um, are generally owned and operated by either, you know, folks of our parents' generation and a lot of our friends um, mm -hmm. are, are being completely disrupted. Um, I guess even disrupted is, is, a, is a nice word to say. Um, you know, I, I read yesterday that Yelp is canceling all of its summer internships now. They were the first major company to do it which if you think about who their revenue base is, these are all small businesses. And if they um, no longer see revenue coming in because mm -hmm. small business, as we know, it will never be the same. Um, and, and I will put a little bit of context into this because I've seen some discussions of, um, and I think, I do think that there's a lot of good self-policing going on, but you know, um, I, I don't want to say opportunistic, but um, you know, um, folks uh, asking for, you know, PPE equipment for healthcare workers and, the, you know, the community responds. And um, once in a rare moon, you get somebody who's trying to monetize on the situation. And um, as I said, there's a lot of good self-policing going on. But um, what? It, let's take the last 10 days as sort of a bubble. Like, how have you guys seen the course of conversation um, go through, particularly as you decide what gets to be posted versus what, you know, what can wait or what you decide not to let people share? Yeah, yeah, I can take this question. I think prior to 10 days ago, the group was very optimistic, very positive regarding the whole, hey, I want to learn more about business. I want to do more career development stuff, personal development. But ever since the, the coronavirus outbreak, obviously the group has, became, has switched gears into, man, we need to survive mode. So a lot of posts that used to do really well, like, I, like motivational posts, are not doing as well lately. 
a lot of posts who are geared towards creating immediate impact are getting a lot more positive, right. positive posts. And for us, we see ourselves as the voice of the Asian community. Like we, we ask, even though like a lot of this doesn't quite fit into our, our initial vision is, we want to make sure that we are able to adapt to this and make sure that we create this platform that, you know what, it may not be hustle related, but we're here to support each other. And that's one of the core values that we currently have. And, you know, for us, it, yeah, you're right. Ever since the Corona outbreak, we've been getting about 122 to 150 posts every single day. And these are all related to the coronavirus stuff. Like people are seriously concerned. And when we have team meetings to discuss with our moderators, okay, what do we approve now? We make sure to approve posts that provide immediate value mm. to the community. Because we realize a lot of people out there are spreading a lot of fear inside the group. And that's, that's immediately one of the first things that we, we eliminate. And if we see any, any GoFundMe or any fundraiser, we immediately tell them to email us so we can talk to our team and talk to our legal team. Because we know there's, there's potential for a lot of different ways to quote unquote scam sure. people. Right? You know, we don't, right. we, don't, we don't want that to happen to our community. So anything that we can verify ourselves, like, you know, all the information, helping each other, right. that we can definitely help. That gets the first priority. And we want, to, we want to still make it a safe place for people to voice their concerns. You know, it, it, it hurts us to read all these posts about all these small Asian businesses not doing so well right now. And it, it really motivates us to do more, too. So, for example, in the past couple of days, I've been negotiating with a lot of different corporations to see if we can create a relief fund to right. help small businesses. And I posted one yesterday with our partnership with InKind. Because yep, um, I, you know, originally before we were giving a thousand dollars every single month to aspiring entrepreneurs, but now we repurpose that to give it to use it as an emergency fund. But we started to think bigger too. We're like, okay, what is a thousand dollars going to do for one person right now? Not so much, right? Right. But we started thinking bigger. Okay, what if we use a thousand dollars to pay for, you know, our perhaps our trip to meet these corporations to negotiate. And to get things rolling, that we help even more people. Um, so that's one initiative that we're working on. And we're always constantly having our ears to the ground. We're listening to everyone. Like, what what do we need to do right now to make sure that our community continues to succeed? Not just Asian Hustle Network community. We're talking about the community around the world. And we've been seeing a lot of Asian crime that's occurring all over the world. And you know. This is you, your guys are gonna hear it first, but we're creating a new campaign called Hate is a Virus. Mm. That we're gathering up a lot of influencer around all the Asian influencers around the world to kind of wear a t shirt that says, you know, hate, you know, you know to, to, to get to like lead the message of, of, of hate and discrimination currently. So we're gonna work with a lot of influencers, we're gonna be on national TV pretty soon, just better message. But we, we see what's going on with American politics right now, and we're just like, wow, this is, this is crazy. Like, this is stuff that we read about in history books and documentaries that right. we're like, oh my God, we're experiencing right now. Right. So, luckily for us, we live in an age where social, we live in the age of social media where we can get like attention really quickly and not have this be swept under the rug. And, you know, it, for us, we're so action oriented that seeing this, it doesn't sit well for us as founders to not do anything, to not leverage our influence, to create a positive impact. 
So going back to your point, we approve every single post that does more impact and helping the community. Those are top team priorities. Mm -hmm. And I, I will, you know, if it hasn't been said enough, I, I want to say thank you, not just for me personally, but, you know, to the tens of thousands and then potentially the, the secondary impact of hundreds of thousands of people who are being impacted by the work you guys do. Um, this stuff is exhausting, right? We're, we're not only fighting um, a public health crisis and making sure that we are safe and that our, our parents um, actually listen to us and stay home. And um, then we're fighting our, our friends who hopefully are all um, more aware, but you know, even as of a week ago, um, just urging friends like, dude, like that's not that important or you know, consider the implications of, of your behavior. And three, we are um, continuing to hear and really scare for and trying to support our friends, our, our you know, aunts and uncles who run businesses who never had a contingency plan like this. Um, and then four, this is unfortunate, which is all the racism stuff, right? So, um, it's exhausting. And, um, you know, we, we often hear um, stories of, you know, actual moderators who work at Facebook who have to humanly watch the videos that get flagged. And, um, you know, I often think about, you know, you two and, you know, Benny at Next Shark, who's created a group called Crimes Against Asians. And that's gone from zero to 3000 in like 72 hours. And um, when you watch May Lee's videos, you can, you can see the pain and, and anger um, in her eyes. And, and, and so um, I just want to say thanks because it's, it's a group effort. Um, you know, I changed the entire format of my show and now we're doing, you know, at least once a day, hopefully, or probably more than one a day. Um, also because we have the time. Uh, so, you know, it's, I, I hope that we can get through this and, and look back at this time as a, uh, a really defining moment for all of us to, to have created community. Right. Um, I, I shared this with uh, Jason yesterday is, you know, a lot of the same reasons, Maggie, you mentioned of why you started the Asian Hustle Network of not seeing yourself. Um, I mean, just go to a bookstore, right? Go to, go to the bestsellers list. Not a lot of, you know, three, four, five letter names there, right? Um, then you, you go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and there again, um, the, the guys all generally look pretty similar. Um, so, uh, you know, this is not to minimize their voices, but this is to expand ours. Um, you know, because that context matters, right? So um, how we grew up, how we came to these, uh, this country and what we studied and how we pivoted and even still um, viewing everything in the context of uh, respecting and honoring our parents. I think um, you guys have created something that is, um, have fundamentally, um, again, this was not your intent, right? To be a, a resource group for Asian American businesses or Asian businesses um, in America, but you, you've become that. Um, sort of by default, and um, as, as somebody who's been observing and, and participating, um, you guys have uh, risen to the cause and have never said no. Um, and so, hopefully, all this stuff um, goes down, at least on the physical or the uh, healthcare front. Um, but the impact on business, I think, it's it's gonna never it's never gonna be the same. Um, so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I appreciate all that you guys are doing. Um, you know, it is evident to a lot of us that you are taking it there, you know, very, very seriously um, and, and creating community and, and, you know, really there's the saying as meeting people where they are and not making them come to you um, through this group. Um, we'll, we'll see how it grows, right? But I think the thing that you're doing with InKind and um, highlighting stories of people that are, you know, doing something, um, Brian, yesterday or this morning you posted uh, what must have been a list of 100 businesses 
you know, that I'm uh, across the country saying, hey, let's support these people. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we hear stories of uh, restaurants turning into little mini Costco's and, and selling, you know, rice by the big bag and trying to get rid of inventory and, and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't think you guys did. And certainly I didn't think that we would um, carry this um, honor of, uh, you know, trying to mend the community daily as the wounds are continuing to be ripped um, into our skin and our, in our hearts daily. So uh, really, thank you. You guys are, uh, I don't know if you guys signed up for this, but you did. Um, and, and so on, on behalf of, of so many of us um, who've been positively impacted and uh, it, it does mean a lot. And um, for you guys to come and share a little bit of your story with me and uh, with our audience here, um, you know, it's, it's only going to make the network stronger and yeah. the, the impact much, much more meaningful. Um, so I want to end on the topic or the theme that um, is the namesake of our show, uh, which is the Eurasian Americans. Um, it is a letter to us from us uh, coming from a place where I noticed that nobody talks to us. Nobody asks our, us our stories, um, not only in the host chairs of interview sessions, but even in the guest chairs, we don't see enough people like us. And in, years and years of wondering, you know, wishfully thinking, why isn't there, why aren't there more stories? Finally acting upon the inkling in my heart to say, dude, you got to do it. So this is, this is an ongoing lifetime letter, um, not only to my children, um, but all of us as we evolve now. Um, so I don't know which one of you guys wants to start, but um, I, I will, I will start the letter. Um, and help us finish it out. Um, dear yeah. Asian Americans. I'll go first. Dear Asian Americans, I just wanted to say with the Asian Hustle Network, regardless of whether or not Brian and I had signed up for this job, you know, in the past four months, it's really made an impact in our lives. And I wanted to say that over the last four months, you know, even when we were a month into creating Asian Hustle Network, it dawned on us that this was more than just managing a Facebook group. This was about creating a movement. And we realized that what a lot of Asians, not only Asian Americans, but Asians in general, what a lot of us want is to just share our voice for us to be heard. And Brian and I want to be able to reach out to all of the Asians all over the world and for them to get, have the opportunity to share their voice and share their story. Because no matter what you think about your own life, your own story, there's a lot of people who may think, you know, your story may not be as important or as interesting as any other person. But believe me, everyone has their own story. And I think it's time for us to put ourselves on the map. You know, we've been, we've been, you know, a lot of us have felt like we don't have a voice. We have to, you know, just sit back and let other people talk for us. But honestly, this time is ours right now. And I think we're on a really big wave right now. You know, timing is so, so important. And it's similar to, you know, back when YouTube got started, how Wong Fu got big, you know, and then now we have Crazy Rich Asians that came out, you know, and that's another wave that came out. And then we had Aquafina who won the award, you know, and now with COVID-19, I feel like this is the time for us to come together 
and work together so that we can all fight against all of the xenophobia and racist remarks and actions that are you know, put towards the Asian community. And if we don't come together, we don't have a voice. You know? And we're living in a generation now where we have to come together and support each other so that we can overcome, to, overcome this together. And you know, if we just come together, we can, we can do so much more. Yeah, Maggie really, really nailed it. To compliment what she said, it's, it's been a complete honor to be in this position. We never saw it as work. Um, we have people that came up to us and be like, are you guys getting paid for all this? And to be honest, it's no. We literally spend all our time on our phones. And if we're not spending time on the phone, we spend time in meetings trying to make an impact. So the way we look at it right now, even though most of our events are now canceled, we're literally working from 7 a.m. to almost midnight every single day, answering people's questions, addressing their concerns, setting up new partnerships, setting up new foundations, reaching out to people, making something happen. Because we're not the type of people that can sit back and watch things transpire. Like we need to make a difference. And that's just in our DNA. You know, this is even before Asian Hustle Network, people ask me, Brian, like one day, if you, you know, if you have an influence, what would you do with it? I told them, you know, I, I want to make an impact and I want to I make something positive to help the community. And that's been my answer since I was a kid. You know, you ask my parents, my family, friends, my childhood friends, what I've been saying since I was like six, seven is pretty much the exact same thing I'm, I'm telling you right now. It just now is I sound less crazy, you know, like before, even a couple months before this. People are like, Brian, you're still crazy. <laughs> but you know, everything that's happening is everything everything's happening. It's crazy that I was put I'm put into this position right now and and I know that kind of influence that I wanna make. And I wanna create this foundation for our future generations to succeed. And I I'm crazy enough to believe that I can do it and I can be this person, that I can continue pushing forward for more Asians in mainstream media and corporate ladders and investment ladders. Because I, I just want a better world. I just want tomorrow to be better than today. Yeah, and those are my goals. Thank you for sharing that. I think you guys are a real testament of uh, not only action. Um, there might be a lot of people who are listening who want to do something. And still, because of a lot of the, um, the situations or culture that we grew up in, we're still looking for permission to let somebody to give us specific instructions to say, this is how you do things. Um, you know, that's not how uh, the world works. That's not how change making happens. Um, you need to pivot. You just need to start. Um, but, you know, it also speaks to um, just being ready to evolve and to understand that as things change, that um, our responsibilities change as well. Um, there are a lot of amazing stories within Asian Hustle Network of, you know, restaurateurs giving away free food mm -hmm. or, you know, um, when uh, Frank asked for the masks, you had dozens of people saying, I, I will ship whatever I have. Uh -huh. and, and so, however, I, I guess, you know, help is different, right? So, um, you know, I hadn't thought of it until now, but, you know, perhaps for the time being, the H in AHN is help, right? Um, help. It's, it's, it's the help network right now because we, people are mobilizing in their own way. Um, you know, you don't need to be an emergency doctor to save lives right now. Um, giving away food, um, doing groceries for an elderly neighbor who can't, um, telling people to stay home, um, you know, doing what we're doing now and hopefully, you know, hopefully getting to 
some folks um, whose minds will change after hearing our stories. Um, from wherever we are, in whatever way we can, we everybody is, is playing their part. And, um, and for you guys in particular to have created this group, um, no, not knowing any of this stuff was going to happen, and for you to be a real magnifying glass and then a megaphone to then spread out the stories to the world and then to mobilize has been really inspiring to see. Um, you know, if you guys are working, you know, 20, close to 20 hour days, and I'm sure um, rest is not easy. And um, I too am exhausted, um, feeling exhausted. And, and then so um, for those of you too out there who, who feel defeated, um, you're, you're not alone. And in, in the spirit of, you know, taking care of ourselves um, as well. Um, take a break, um, you know, get some, whatever it is, um, you know, inside your house, do something, um, you know, turn off your phone for an hour. I'm sure you'll get a lot of notifications, but um, I, I think if anything, one of the things that I've learned in the last week is 90% of the things that people said and they swore that mattered, that they couldn't live without, that they had to have something this way. It's all out the window. Mm -hmm. you, you, the world changes and you have to adapt. And then to realize that if in emergency situations, you can live without those things, mm -hmm. consider living without those things going forward, but consciously because it, it doesn't matter. Right. So um, I, I wish you guys so much luck. Um, you know, I, I know number numbers are important, but I think, you know, qualitatively just the you know, level of impact. Um, right. I think that's going to be your legacy. You're going to save businesses. You're going to save families. You're going to save, um, any, anything and everything that you can right now. Um, because the reality is as people network within the group and help each other without even telling you guys your, your impact by having created the group, um, we'll never be able to quantify that. So, um, you know, one man, one man, one woman, um, can make a difference in, in this world. And, um, thank you for what you guys do and get some rest. Um, you know, I, I think we're in this for the long run. Um, where you guys are at shelter in place, where I am, it's probably not too far behind. So um, thank you guys for what you guys have done and we'll continue to do guys. Perfect. Thank you so much for having us on the show. Appreciate yeah, it. thank you, Jerry. Thanks guys. Thank you, Jerry. And guys, let's get this group to a million by like, I don't know, next week. <laughs>